0: And we're back. I am doing the intro because Cole's been eating and doing notes and we're supposed to start the podcast. Bro, he's fucking lying. And we're back. So today we will be talking about the Warriors and you the Jazz. You don't do it right. Am I doing it right? Welcome back to As He Harvard still has food podcast. in his mouth, see? It is. Can't even do the intro. Wednesday, November 16th. Nobody cares about the date. They care about what we're talking about. So and today we're going to dive into the top of the top. And the low of the low. Oh, wow. With the Golden State Warriors and the Utah Jazz. No, the Warriors aren't the high, and no, the Jazz aren't the low. Same, but different. That's exactly right, Chase. Today we're going to be diving in why the Warriors have been doing so bad and why the Jazz been doing so good. After that, we're, of course, going to get into our segments and Tweet of the Week, and it's Chase's turn to ask the trivia question. Maybe he won't shut down this time. We'll see. Tune in next week. (laughs) All right. Uh, Do you have anything else to say, Chase? Sorry we didn't post last week. Yeah, that one's on Chase. It was Cole's fault. No, it was on Chase. I told him, hey, we need to record. You know, I'm going on the road to UMass for a game. Cole was like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, for those who don't know, Cole's not traveling right now because I have to focus on my rehab, which is great. whoever is mad that we didn't have an episode last week, blame Cole. No, it was legit Chase. We don't have to get into why, but it was one Billion percent, Chase. Cole didn't win record, so we didn't. Nope. I honored, Chase's, Chase's I social that. battery ran out. I honored said. that. No, I gave Chase an hour and thirty minutes of extra downtime, and he still said no. His social battery wouldn't be recharged by then. Must yeah. have a really slow charger. David, the producer, was very upset at him, but you know. Oh, David! David, the producer, was uh, screaming. That's actually, actually, that's beside. He was screaming for sure. That's beside. All the right. Uh, whatever. Let's let's let's, let's get, get into, into the podcast. Let's go. Want to start with the Warriors or the Jazz? Up to you, big dog. Up to you. Um, I say we do rock paper scissors. I'll be the Jazz. You be the Warriors. Ready? Rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. All right. I got scissors. Start too. with the Warriors. Wait, I thought I was the Warriors. All right. Um, okay. Uh, it's cool. So, we are looking at a Warriors team who sits presently tenth in the West. Tenth in the West, Six following and a, eight, following a championship winning season they sit 10th in the west talk about a hangover i don't think that's it it's 100 not a hangover no because usually a hangover is going to be from leadership wouldn't you agree yeah and it's not the leadership it's everybody else it's it is everyone else um chase what do you see as the main problem for this warriors team i think it's lack of cohesion it's lack of depth um They're second-ranked in points per game, so clearly that's not the problem. They can't defend it all. No. That is the problem. Um, It's at 25th in defensive rating. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned earlier that leadership is not the problem. Steph Curry, when he's off the court, their point differential is a minus 14. Jeez. And young players that have been thrust into bigger roles, like James Wiseman, his um, on-court net rating is a minus 21 – Jordan Pools, minus six. Yeah. Jonathan Kaminga 12. Yeah. So if that doesn't tell the story, I don't know what does. Yeah, and um, more to their defensive struggles. Yeah. Like I said, 25th in defensive rating, which is very uncharacteristic for them. But specifically the Draymond Green at the five lineups have been struggling a lot too, which yeah. contributes to their need for front court help, which is making James Wiseman's lacklusterness even more, you know, Glaring. yeah our take a couple of podcasts ago of like james we just, just throw him out gray. there we no, we didn't say great we, we said we he's said doing well with we, the minutes he's given he, we said he needs like he needs to be thrown in the fire more he's now but out of the rotation lowest net rating on the team well the problem with throwing him in the fire more right now is they're they can't afford it because they're losing so much the other part about that is how many guys can you just be like oh we're just going to throw them out there? we'll throw them in the fire. They got 3 guys thrown in the fire. You can't have majority of the lineup be throwing the fire guys, right? <laughs> at that point, at that I don't even oh, there's some Then joke. you're then you're some there, joke there. Then you're out there burning shooting up. Then, then you're, you're burning up. Then you're out there shooting pull up threes off the ball screen, and you you know I you, don't know what what's wrong with that? I thought the Warriors love that. Oh, I was thinking of a speaking of a different situation where someone got thrown in the fire, but Oh my gosh. Talking about don't uh, don't don't hate on a Quinnipiac uh, commit. I'm not. I'm just saying he got thrown in the fire. That's true. I was just on like Durique, these though. guys on. Huh? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, they are so desperate for defensive help right now that they are playing Anthony Lamb, great a player. player who he's a two way player. I don't think he was he himself was expecting to play on this Warriors team. Drop thirty on me when I was at G- uh, Not on me, but on my team when not I was at Not on me. GW. Not on me though. Not on me though. Um, the past four games, they have shrunk their fourth corner lineup to seven guys. Um, in the in the Kings game, that was only seven because Jordan Poole played the last 30 seconds of the game yep. because they needed extra shooting. Um, I mean, this is – and it's, it's hard to watch because right now, like, you know, the Warriors, after their 73-9 and season, were so, you know, driven on, you know, let's peak at the right time you know, let's try not to go too hard to start the year. And yet we got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green all averaging over 30 minutes a game. And at their old age and their injury history, excluding Steph, really. Well, there's injury history with Steph, but not his major. But, yeah, go on. Way back in the day. Yeah. That's, it's, been, it's, it's been resolved. It's a, little, it's a little worrisome, no? No, it definitely it's is. It's a little it's, worrisome. This is a Warriors team. Strength in numbers was their motto for three, four years. Yeah. You know, they can go to anybody 1 through 12 pretty much. That was what they did back in the day. That's why they were able to beat teams. And now that, um, you know, they're trying to bring on younger guys, trying to get those draft picks in the mix and have them work out, and they're not, and it's like, well, now what do we do? It's kind of the first bump in the road for them as an organization in a while. Since the D'Angelo Russell year. Well, that was the COVID year. Nobody really – don't say that. You know. How are you going to blame an, a bad NBA season on COVID? No, because Klay Thompson's out. Steph Curry broke his hand, and yeah. Draymond Green is bad without great players around. Him. Right, COVID year. <laughs> Shut up, bro. That's not a COVID year. Um, he had COVID hand. Okay, he had COVID hand. Right. Um, yeah. What's crazy? I mean, the Otto Porter loss is a lot more glaring than people ever thought it would. Yeah. Um, some guys are clamoring for. Uh, they they wish they still had Nemanja Vujicic. Which I guarantee, no one who was a Golden State fan was going was really worried about the loss of you Nemanja know, Bjelica nah. when it happened. You look at it now, and it's like, ah. Uh, Nobody I mean, lost sleep over that. Personally, I mean, not re-signing all you know, Gary Payton, the third, not re-signing all those guys. They weren't. They were never gonna pay him that much, though. No, of course they not. couldn't. But yeah, not re-signing. The, they're already what they have the biggest. They pay the most money of any team in the league right now. I yeah. Think. yeah. Um, not re-signing those guys was a gamble. And to be honest, it was a gamble that I would make. You, you got three lottery picks. Well, yeah, it makes sense that they didn't re-sign them. Yeah. Nobody in this offseason was like, whoa, the Warriors are gonna struggle to start the year. They're gonna yeah. struggle like overall I said, with this." game. It was racket. a it was a safe gamble. Right. If, you know, if you look at it in gambling terms. Um, you got three lottery picks who you are expecting to make a jump. I mean, in today's day, you got you got rookies averaging over twenty a game. It's not crazy to be like, oh, these these guys are all in the third year. You know, yeah. I don't know if they got the jump ready yet. And then they picked up DiVincenzo. He's been on and off the court. Hasn't yeah, really, we haven't really seen his value yet. I mean, from what we is it a complete fault to him? Yeah, what we've seen on J. Michael Green, I Great like. Minutes, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that he was, brings a lot what Otto Porter brought. That was my take early on. I'm not trying to pat myself in the back here. What? What was it specifically? I don't recall. Said he was one of the the their underrated signings. Oh, oh man! Three. Of their three signings, that was the underrated one congratulations chase thank you someone's got to give you an award thank you i think espn should look into signing you you. now yeah woge windhorst and chase (laughs) the big three it's always been the big three (laughs) okay um yeah but if i'm being honest and this is kind of a common theme that i see with the jazz there isn't anything glaring that i see like oh this just has to change and then they'll do better I don't. I mean, it's it's going to have to take a real, real concentrated effort in practice, in you know, extra workouts, things like that, to really get these guys up to speed because it's there is no there is no wait and chill because the Warriors are in win now mode, and of course, yeah, it's just. I mean, I don't. I don't. Steve Kerr. He's got. A, he's got. It's it's a tall order. Do they make a trade? No. I mean, well, th- that's the problem. These guys' trade value is at an all-time low right now. Think about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're th- these are like I said, these are guys you're throwing in the fire with great, great players next to them. And if this isn't the fire that's going to make them do well, then I don't know what is. Now, granted, the Warriors' offensive scheme isn't a scheme that is easily no, it's jump not in pick Jump inable, and, nor is their defensive scheme. But yeah. Um, but still, when you're, when you're playing next to great shooters at that, great, great shooters are the easiest players to play with because they spread the floor so much. Yeah. And they're not doing well. That's, if I'm another GM, I'm like, I don't know if I want to throw him in next to Goga Bitaste. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Why did Goga get brought up? Just a random average player on a bad team. Right. Um, debatable. The Pacers are bad. But yeah. Um... What do you see needs to change? What do you think is the next step for the Warriors to get better? Um, it's it's kind of like you said. There's not really a glaring, this is the one issue. I think it's just with more and more time, I think they'll figure out lineups that need to play, guys that need to be out there, guys that don't need to be out there. But with that, it takes a lot of experimentation, Right and, and experimentation – you know, isn't sure fire. it isn't a winning... Well, I think Steve Kerr is okay with doing that experimentation and, you know... Maybe winning a few game or losing a few games. Losing a few games here and there. A, take a step he's back, okay take two that. steps forward. Clearly he's okay with that. There's six and eight to start the year, but... Well, I don't think he's okay with that. I don't think he expected this at all. No, I don't think he expected... Nah, I think he expected a little bit. No way. Yeah. Dude, these are... I don't know, man. I don't know. You don't think in training camp he was like, "Whoa, we're a little bit farther behind than I thought." Uh, Went into the year being like, "We got to be patient with this group. We got to let them figure it out." There, Dude, there's the, a lot of young guys. Now the the way press conferences are going, I don't think he's excited. He's happy about being patient, and I don't think he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna be really patient." Like, I think he's a, I think he's a bit upset. Not upset. I think he's a bit concerned. Okay, I'll agree with that, but I don't think he didn't expect this to to happen. Yeah. Frustrated. That's it. Frustrated? I think he's a bit frustrated. Kind of like an advertisement for, uh, you know, antidepressants. What's with these pronunciations here? (laughs) Everyone go watch Blood Diamond. That's it. Then you'll figure it out. Um, Yeah. It's a good movie, (laughs) bro. Yeah, (laughs) bro. Yeah. Overall. Okay, well, number one. Not number one. Health, got to get healthier. That way, um, yeah. you know, more experienced guys, guys get back in the lineup. But, yeah, if you were to make a prediction for where the Warriors finish after seeing this tumultuous start, where do you put them? Um, I think top to bottom. I think they're a top-four team in the West. But after this start, I would say I- – it, it's at, always at after their, the start at their lowest top six. You're seeing it. You're seeing the top six. Yeah, at the least, and I think going into the playoffs, they're gonna. Be, it, the storyline will be, oh, you gotta watch out for those Warriors. You know, they had the bad start and they started rolling late, and you know they got that six seed. I
1: think mm. that'll be.
0: I think mm. that'll be the storyline. It'll be mm. the Frisky Warriors. Clay will be like, I don't know why nobody believes in us. We're the. We're the Warriors. And he'll be right. Get an underdog, uh, underdog mentality these guys. Yeah. Okay. Last question to end off Warriors Talk. Shoot. On a scale of one to ten. Seven and a half. Ten being this is it. That's exactly it. How much has the punch impacted this bad start? Mm. Considering Jordan Poole's production, <laughs> maybe more than people think. But <laughs> no, I don't think it. I don't think so. I don't think it matters much. Are we sure that Draymond's punch didn't give Poole a serious concussion, which caused him to forget all ways of playing defense and all ways of dribbling without carrying? Yeah, Jordan Poole has CTE. What do you want me to say? I'm not talking about this punch anymore. Was it not obvious that was a joke? You're bad at picking up on stuff. I was adding to the joke. Like a, like a community service member with, without the grabber thingy. Bad at picking up on stuff. That was that was a high level joke. That was, that some, was that high was the worst, level. That was the worst analogy oh my I've heard. Someone put that down in the annals of comparisons. Okay. Because okay, okay. that was it. Can we talk about the jazz before I smack you? Utah Jazz, yeah. baby. Utah Jazz sit tied for the second most wins in the entire league. Third in the West. They are third in the West. That doesn't tell the whole story because the Blazers are not going to be uh, in front of them soon because they suck. I'm standing on that. I don't care that they're number one. I don't think the Jazz will be in front of them soon. Yeah, they will. Okay. You don't think the Jazz are gonna? You don't think the Jazz are gonna finish ahead of the Blazers? It's very possible they don't. Hey, let's let's save that for later. All right, we'll save it for later. All right. Um, so the Jazz they rank fifth in offensive rating, tenth in defensive rating. Which is astounding when you look at their personnel. Um, And here's something that stuck with me. You ready for this? They are fifth in margin of victory. Really? Yeah. What's crazy about all this is, as I said with the Warriors, kind of, like almost, you know, reverse it. There's not one single thing that you can point to and say, well, once this inevitably calms down, and they're going to start losing their games. Yeah. I mean... You could say like you know three point shooting, blah, blah blah blah, you know stuff like that. There's only one guy that I see shooting way like really 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 well, mm-hmm. and that's Malik Beasley shooting 43% at seven attempts a game. But that's not in, that's not ridiculous. No, I mean you go down the line with this Jazz team, and you can't really poke holes in it. No, of like oh this is a horrible team. You look down the line; these are all guys that have produced at a high level yeah. for NBA teams, for winning NBA teams. At yeah. that, um, you know, and going off of that, there's not really one guy that's carrying the scoring load. They have six guys scoring over double figures. Oh yeah, marking and leading with 22 a game. But yeah, I think it's just a really balanced team overall. Yeah, with the with the Lakers struggles, there's been a lot of talks of uh, you know, best three best team uh, best three through ten guys. By that, I mean excluding the top three players on each team, who has the best team. And I think the Jazz got to be right atop that list. Yeah. Um, I mean, like Walker Kessler even. that's That guy would start at center for, I'm going to say, 12 NBA teams right now. And he's their backup. Hot take, but okay. That's not a crazy hot take. Um, I think it's just a take no one has ever thought about, but continue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the beauties of this Jazz team is when you watch them play, they they truly play as one cohesive unit. And although Laurie Markkanen is regularly scoring the most points for them. Six guys average double figure. Yeah. He's always doing it within the flow of the game. Right. And quite efficiently at that. Um, he's averaging 22 a game, which is a hard feat. But he's doing that with the eighth highest field goal percentage of all players averaging over 20 a game. Now That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, One other thing, uh, one other anecdote I'd like to impart on you guys. Yeah, That's go ahead. A, the Jazz players and staff give a lot of credit to this uh, hot start or this good start to, uh, you know, begin the year on their unique training camp experience where they focused a lot more on learning each other's games along with conditioning rather than hammering skill work or decks and O's. Um, on their first day at camp, they scrimmaged for two hours straight no systems in place nothing like that just you know playing ball once they finished that two hour hoop session they brought it in broke it down and then headed to the baseline where they did three 11 and ones one minute in between now and that was pretty much the entire training camp playing ball and running playing ball and running can you believe that of course, everyone my, got their individual skill works in, but my playing body ball hurts, and running. My body hurts thinking about that as a practice. I kind of like it. Two hours of live basketball? Dude, I kind of like it. I mean, if you think about it, it's just, it's real free in a way. When you look at, you know, like I said, no system in place, they're just going playing. And to be honest, that's a pretty good way to figure out your team, especially as a coach. You yeah. see how guys work, which, what guys work well together? You put you can put together different lineups. You can you can poke holes and like, oh well, if this guy likes playing with this guy, oh this guy likes to do this a lot. We got to put in actions for that. Overall, you know, a lot, too many times coaches don't even they're like they, this, is, they ass- this is my offense. Yeah, they assume that they have the best way to efficiently run a team. Yeah, and they also. You know, have a have preconceived notions on their players, and I think that's a lot contributing to Laurie Markkinen's hot start. As you know, a lot of teams just pigeonhole him as a, oh, this guy, he doesn't like to bang around, he doesn't handle the ball, he just he just shoots the ball. Yeah. But we're seeing Laurie Markkinen attack the rim. We're seeing him post up, shoot fadeaways, and of course we're seeing him shoot that three ball, which he's shown since his days at Arizona. Yeah, and the other thing, going off of what you said, it's kind of like. They're looking around the locker room like, hey, absolutely zero people other than the people in this locker room believe in us. Mm-hmm. Like, not even our front office really wants us to win. So, we're just going to say, fuck it. We're going to go out there, play our best, play together, and see what happens. Yeah. Like, when you're playing with that type of freedom, you, you know, it's, it's hard not to play well. Yeah. Um, Zach Lowe, um, he, every single year, does a League Pass Rankings. Uh, it's a analytical you know, algorithm predicting what teams will be the best to watch. Um, that's a lot through statistics, through star power, um, numbers. Kind of just like, what Zach Lowe picks, though. What do you mean? You're really overcomplicating this. He just ranks the teams that he thinks is the most fun to watch. No, he has an analytical system with it. I promise you. Yeah, uh, there is a scoring system. But yeah. You're overcomplicating it. The Jazz were 29th. Yeah, I was going to say they were pretty close to dead last. N. No, that's that's not the case. Nah, Jazz are a great team to watch. Uh, I remember their, their first game against the Denver Nuggets. Every, I, I'm thinking like, oh my, God, this is bad for this Nuggets team. What I the was, hell? I was upset watching that game. <laughs> Shut up. I'll admit it. Mad. Um, the Nuggets lost that. Oh yeah, but I mean, looking back, that wasn't that wasn't a, such a bad loss. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, not at all. Um, yeah, but um, when you look at this team. When you look at the expectations, when you look at, as you hinted at, the front office, yeah, you have to look at the future of this team and think what's going to happen by the trade deadline. What's going to happen, you know, even ten, five games from now? Are they going to start faking, making these guys sit games, or are they going to have to just purge the entire lineup because they're too good? Well, something's something has to change, or they're back to. Where they were last year of like, oh, we're a middling playoff team. Now, you could... Something's got to change. So, I see... Personally, I see two routes. Because they I mean, What's the second route? The Jazz have so many assets. Yeah. They could trade for a star to add to this team. You look at this team and, I mean... Everyone knows you need a superstar to win a championship. There's been two teams in the entire history of the N- NBA that didn't have one bona fide, oh, he's the guy. Piston? A- yeah. Probably Piston twice almost. Yeah, Piston's twice. Piston. The Cha- well, Isaiah Thomas. Is Chauncey in the, the gang, Isaiah Thomas in the gang. Isaiah Thomas is a superstar. I mean, you could say Joe Dumars was the best offensive player on that team. Um, Isaiah Thomas was the best offensive player on it. You could say Joe Dumars was the best offensive player on the team. It's debatable. You can say whatever you want. Okay. You know what? If um, there's truth in what you're saying, but that's the question. As we said, the Jazz have the best, one of the best three through tens through the entire league, and they have a crazy amount of draft picks. Crazy amount of draft picks. Like record-setting amount when you look at the Rudy Gobert trade and the Donovan Mitchell trade. They could trade, say, half of those. No. What do you mean no? Don't trade the picks. Just You You want them to tank? Yes. You want them to just throw away this beautiful lineup that they have lucked into and a great coach who has a great defensive system and just be like, um, yeah, I know we've had this great start and we're one star away from actually contending, but fuck it. We want the one-fourth chance getting the worst odds so we can maybe get Victor Romanyama. What star is getting traded to Utah right now? Who's who's out there that puts his team over the hump legitimately? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is not saying, okay, I'll go to Utah. You don't think Kevin Durant no. would play for the Utah Jazz? No. You don't think Kevin – there's been – oh, my gosh. No, I don't. Dude, yes, he would. Why would he? Because the Brooklyn Nets might be the least – fun team to play on right now. They have one of the worst builds of all time. They just got a random coach who is a completely, you know. Dude, you don't you don't think Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn. He literally requested a trade in the offseason, and that was with the possibility of them maybe being and good. he gave out a list of places that he would go. Yeah. The Jazz team You're that we all not thought. not being one of them. Oh my gosh. Obviously because the Jazz team we all saw in the summer and predicted was how they were gonna be, this that's not the team we're watching. That's not the team we're seeing. And I obviously no list of teams that Kevin Durant wants to get traded to is being revised. Because guess what? No one's asking him about it right now. He's in the middle of the season, he was never to answer about that. And he's not you know, he's not gonna cause even more problems than they already have by going and requesting a trade. I just don't think he... The, the simple fact that he doesn't want to live in Utah. Chase, I think you're That's. underestimating Kevin Durant's want to play on a good basketball team. And his want to maybe win another championship. The West is weak right now. And the Nets, for one thing, are probably looking, at, looking for a get-out-of-jail-free card. And that get-out-of-jail-free card would be a boatload of picks. And even if the Jazz do trade away five future firsts for Kevin Durant, they still have a crazy amount left. But the other thing with trading for Kevin Durant is they would have to trade two of their seven highest production guys, maybe three, and then where does that leave them? That's, 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 that is that's hard, but... Right? Like, like they have to trade probably Sexton, Markin and... Probably has to be in that deal. They wouldn't trade marketing. So, I what gets uh, What gets the deal done? Sexton, three team, three team deal. Clarkson three team deal. Dude, with the I way think, I don't think it's it's doable. The way this NBA is, anything's possible. Ask don't, Kevin Garnett. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. I don't think it's doable. Cleveland, this is for you. And then I think they're just in the same spot they were with Donovan Mitchell and Gobert. I don't think. I don't think that a midseason trade puts them over the hump to be a championship contender for years to come. I think breaking it down, getting a draft pick, building it up that way is what makes them a championship contender and is also more Danny Ainge's style, looking back to what he did in Boston, drafting Marcus Smart, drafting Jalen Brown, drafting Jason Tatum, getting to a title. You know what I seem to recall? What do you recall? I seem to recall Danny Ainge trading... The Hayward and Irving trade? That worked out well. That worked. I seem to recall in 2007, Danny Ainge trading and signing two superstars to add to a medium roster, which then built them a championship team. That's what I recall. I recall the Celtics last year, what they did. I don't... I don't see a trade for Kevin Durant, making them whole. I do. And it's like, oh, now this is a championship team. They're going to give up too much for them to be productive after the trade. You don't think that – Don't talk at this slow rate. Get it out. The Lakers might want to get in on a three-team deal to get rid of a bad contract and add some good role players. And who is getting, like, is is Brooklyn adding people to this deal? I'd have to look into more specifics. But, Chase, you never say never when it comes to an NBA trade. Brooklyn's not trading away Kevin Durant and plus people. You should know by now. You can never say never. Maybe it's a four-team deal. Dude, this is so far-fetched. It's insane. Chase, you can't discount this kind of stuff. and Stop pronouncing things wrong. Do you know how hard it is to build a roster this well? Do you know how hard it is to have such a good start? This isn't – you. how many times does a team truly get a chance at something like this? All right. Let's – all right. Even at that, I think they don't go after Kevin Durant because I think that blows up this this talented roster completely. Okay. Would you agree with that? Maybe Maybe they just ride this out. And they bank on... That's the last thing Danny Ainge will do. If I know Danny Ainge, they have the ro- he's either all in or all out. Did you know that they have the Rockets pick? Yeah, I did know that. So maybe that's this, that's what they're banking on. And they just write it out. Trade Maybe trade Conley and Rudy Gay. Get the older guys out. Get some more contract flexibility for the offseason. Get some expiring deals. And that's what they do. That's the move. Maybe Clarkson. What about maybe Clarkson? Trade him? Maybe trade Clarkson. But I think that's, that's I don't it. like that. He's only thirty. That's four more years of eighteen points a game. I think the my most logical option for them is to blow it all up or trade just Conley and Rudy Gay, let it ride out. Hopefully the Rockets pick works out. Yeah, I personally I just don't think the Kevin Durant thing is in the is in the play. It's in the books. I've I've heard I've heard some things about it. No you haven't. Yeah I have. Cite your sources. Dude, I don't want to out my sources. That's that's how you lose a source. Did David tell you cuz he's lying. David is not an insider. He's lying. David's now. purely on the podcast business side. Who is talking about a Jazz Kevin Durant trade? Some high level guys, some upper level insiders. Okay. Did Woj tweet about it? No, he didn't tweet about it. I want one-word answers for these questions. Shams. I'm not What's giving the out any more info. Did Shams tweet about it? All you have to know is Brian Windhorst, a person high up in the Tim NBA McMahon. world of reporting who is very connected said something about a Kevin Durant and trade And the podcast. And Danny Ainge was asked about moves for the future. And he said, We'll see. That means nothing. <laughs> I think you're lying. I'm not lying. Oh my gosh. I think you're lying. What's the source? I'm not going to tell you. There is a world where Kevin Durant is traded at Utah Jazz. And in that world, they contend. There's nothing. Dude. No, there's nothing. There's no sources. Yeah, not on Twitter. Not for the public eye. Not for just, you know, regular people. So you're in like NBA Illuminati circles? It's not the Illuminati. It's it's pretty real, baby. I just I don't know. I don't know who you are to discount me. Oh. Breaking news, November 9th. Owen loves the Jazz. The Jazz are trading for Nets for Kevin Durant. Is this your source? Who is who? Owen loves the Jazz. You got to uh, verify from Twitter Blue. No, that wasn't my source, but that adds to it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Owen loves the Jazz was not my source. Tweet of the week right there. Owen, Owen loves, loves the, the jazz. jazz. Everyone go follow Owen loves the Jazz. <laughs> or or Zhang Tian. Is that your source? No, Zhang Tian was not my source. He's my source for the Bradley Beal rumors. Okay. All right. We're getting way off the rails. Do you, Cause wanna, cause do you have your, anything else to say? Because of your stupid Kevin Durant to the Jazz take. Do you have anything else to say on the Jazz? Or no, I think, I think my way is the way for the Jazz. I don't have... I can't... I really... I can't decide, but all I know is Danny Ainge is all in or all out. And if this team just stays as it is and is just like a top five team and loses in the second round, that would be the most uncharacteristic thing Danny Ainge has ever done in his career because he's known to be heartless and cruel. But we've never seen such a situation that's going on. It was like this team going into the year was like, oh, um, That's debatable because you could look at the Isaiah Thomas years and say that's a lot like this. For the Celtics? Yeah. Because Isaiah Thomas is a lot like Laurie Markinen, except he's not physically gifted. That this, wasn't this team is that team's top to bottom, really deep, and it just was missing a clear superstar to put them over the top. Boston is a far better free agent destination. That's not and it's not the it, Yes it is. Brew. It's way different. Brew. It's way different, bro. No, it's not, Brew. Yes, it is. Bro, it's not. It's because Danny Ainge, nobody's Danny coming Ange, to Utah Danny, in, the, in the summer. Brew, Danny Ainge never relied on free agency. He never left anything to chance. Even the star trades. Stars have to – stars. pretty much all stars approve their trades of where they're going. Okay, when it's saying, a, when okay, it's a good, I'll go to Utah. When it's a downright good basketball situation, they're not going to turn it down, if, even if it means living in Utah, which, by the way, isn't that bad of a place to live. Pretty cold. Okay. Got to get a car. Pretty coat. cold. Snows. Got to get a truck. You know what? What if you can't drive in the snow? I want you hire a driver. Hire a driver? Chase, what if you're I'm not making you, enough? Chase. <laughs> huh? Any 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 guy who's... Walker Kessler, Kessler can't. can't hire a driver. <laughs> Walker Kessler's probably... He's a southern boy. He can't drive in the snow. Shut up, bro. You know? Brew, brew. You thinking Nikhil Alexander Walker can, can, can afford Eli- a driver? He's making like three mil. Five. He can buy an Uber. Okay. If it's a good you basketball situation... buy Hey, Uber. if it's a good Uber basketball situation... worth more than hey? $5 million. You can't buy it. If it's, <laughs> if it's a good basketball situation... No stars turning that down. And right now, if I'm a star and I'm I'm like, be like, hey, you want to be on the Jazz? I'm like, yeah, I do. Utah's racist, you know. That's a, that's a proven fact. Donovan Mitchell liked the Jazz. He outwardly was against wanting to stay with the Jazz. That was for basketball. And racism. No, he did not cite racism as one of the reasons why he wanted to leave. That was not on the list. That was not on the list. <laughs> Actually, I disagree you, don't, with that you, don't remember, you don't remember 2019, 4th of July, when Donovan Mitchell tweeted out, hey, any cookouts going on? And he went to a random white person's Utah cookout. And everyone was like, hey, yeah. yeah I didn't Mitchell. say everyone in Utah was racist. I said uh, like some people in Utah you did. are racist. I think you did. No. And if you ever get on no. the Jazz, they're already going to not like you because of this podcast. Because you don't want Kevin Durant if to go there. I'm, if I am on the Jazz and there's a fan committed enough to go back through all of our podcasts to find this... Then what? I will give them. I will your give salary. Them, I'll give them my truck that your I have in Utah. Truck? Yeah, you're gonna have a truck. Yeah, and not an SUV. I'm, a truck. If I'm in Utah, probably a truck. I'm probably gonna disown you as a brother. If you're be, if you're driving a truck, it'll be a cool truck. No, you'll no, like it. No truck is a cool truck. Hot that's, take. That's a that's a bad take. You
1: you'll, know what? You'll
0: like it. No, I don't think I will. We'll see. I'll I'll see it before I just I just decide to disown you. Okay. So if there's any Utah fans out there listening to this. In 20-whatever-year, tweet at me. I'll give you my truck if I have one. I can't wait for that day that you're on the jazz. What a crazy that day that'd be. <laughs> <laughs> i just opened my phone. I'm like, Ahem, fuck, I'm out C- of a truck. Part 13, the podcast? Yeah. Uh, we're all racist? That I'm, just out of, Mark? A, that I'm just out of a truck. Yep. No, no. That's a stipulation. They can't out you as a um, uh, racism accuser if they want the truck. They can't say it. Okay, the code the code word is... Yeah, yeah, we have to draft the tweet for them. What's the tweet that um, you have to say? The hippopotamus lies deep in the forest. All at right. Chase Par. That's the tweet you got to say. And then I'll just quote tweet it. Just be like, DM the me, The truck bro. is yours. DM me, bro. D- brew, brew. Here's an advertisement for a truck that I'm going to buy for you. I'll quote tweet it with a blood diamond gif. That's how they'll know to DM <laughs> me. All right. Let's move on to winner of the week and you winner of the week and loser of the week cue the beautiful sound effect made by me sound effect. effect transition jingle theme song cue the winner and loser cue of the, the week jingle. The- jingle nice snap yeah thank you what happened i won <laughs> man you are one pathetic loser how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward that's how winning is done oh well, i guess i'm a loser. a loser it's a good win i don't know how you describe a win it's better than a loss i'm trying to be flipped or anything it's just i don't know what you want i don't know how you describe wins winner of the week do you want to go first, or should I go first? Uh, I'll go first. All right, go ahead. Win of the week, Joel Embiid. L. How is that? You can't say Un-creative. this is an L. Uncreative. He won the week. He, he won the last game. Sunday versus Jazz. 59 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 blocks. That has not been done in how long? The last game, he only had like 40. So. Oh, okay. The game before that, he only had like 40. You know what? You're right. That's an L. L. That's an L winner of the week. You're L-take, right. L-take, L take. L take. L human being. Yeah. And B, that's such a vanilla. That's such a vanilla winner of the week. <laughs> you're an L podcaster for that. Dude, no way, you're an L podcaster, bro. Nah, bro. Bro, you, you got that off an advertisement for winner of the week. Nah, bro. Yes. You did no deep dot. Okay. Do you have anything else to say about your winner of the week or no? That's just it, because he had sixty one game. Big time game for the almost second Almost a bet. quadruple double sixty yeah. pointer. Yeah. Big time so game wild. for the second best center in the league. Okay. Second best center. My winner of the week, Kyle Kuzma. The Wizards won four straight games with him at the helm. Over the stretch, averaging 22 points, nine rebounds, and four assists. How about that stat line? Good pull. Um, Stating in a post-game interview, he's been begging the coaching staff throughout the season to run the offense through him. Boom. Look what happens when you do that. Worked now, out pretty well. some might say this equates to Bradley Beal being a loser of the week. <laughs> but I'd say that's more so Wizards fans because overall. <laughs> yeah, how do, we, how do we react as Wizards fans that they go on a four-game winning streak when Beal's out? Honestly, I'm worried. I mean, I there's nothing else to say. I'm just worried. But it's, it's a good week when the Wizards win four straight games. Always. So, shout-out to Kuzma. Shout-out to Denny Avdia. Shout-out to Porzingis who might be the best big man the Wizards have ever seen since Wes health. Marcin Gortat played for them like six years ago. And he was never close to an all-star. I'm not warranting Marcin Gortat hate. I, how is that hate, saying that an all-star player is better than him when he was never an all-star even close? No, sure. be real, be real, be I'm real. I'm being real. I, be real. Gortat is a great no. center. Oh my gosh, great dude. No, stop being, stop never being dumb. Was, never stop was a number... Dumb. Career average, 13 points a game. That's a great dude, he player. he never was a numbers guy. But if you fucking watch a Wizards game when he was yeah. playing, he, he contributed every minute he was out there. Yeah. Dude, not as much as Porzingis is to this team. Okay, fine. How can you... I just think you're discounting Gortat. How am I discounting I, Gortat? I'm never going to take Death Row DC discounting. How am I doing that? By saying Porzingis, who's an all-star center, is better than Gortat, who is an average starting center. Not average. Slightly above average. All right, I'll take it. Porzingis is a top six big man in this NBA. Mm. Gortat was never top 10. That wasn't even on the list. Who? M. Who? M and M. Oh, good one. Okay. Now, loser of the week.
1: Who's your loser of the week?
0: Uh, The Cleveland Cavaliers. They've lost a lot of close ones. Yeah, loser. A of lot four of st- heartbreakers. Loser of four straight, four games in eight days. Um, eight and one before this four game streak. They skid. might have had the sneakiest four game losing streak in the history of this four game losing yeah, it streak. Was, it was quiet. It was quiet for sure. Yeah. But not, not quiet a- enough for me not to hear it. I personally put them out of losing. Garland, Garland comes back, four game losing streak. <laughs> Some might say that Donovan Mitchell needs to the ball. That's got to give you something to think about. 50-point yeah. game for Garland. What's up with that, Matt? Yeah, Matt. <laughs> um That didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I personally kept him out of lose-the-week contention specifically because Garland had a 50-point game, L. and Donovan Mitchell L. is still playing at close to MVP level. No, it's an L take. I mean, they're not going to win enough games for him to win MVP, but... He'll be like a uh, in like he'll be like Paul George level MVP conversation type. I love when guys that clearly won't win MVP. They're like, Whoa, he's gonna be in the conversation. He's in MVP like, conversation. He's a dark. Boom, Wars. boom. There you go. He was in the conversation. Like, Are okay, you saying, okay. hey, you, you win, bro. Sure, like, brew, brew. Pa- th- Paul George. What year was it when Paul George was like, hey, he's in the conversation? Well... That, that was just like, dude, he was like a top three defender and offensive player. Yeah, but you knew he was. It's Paul George. He's not winning. Well, MVP. no, it was just because the Thunder weren't winning as many games. They were like the sixth seed. Is Paul George ever going to win MVP? No, definitely. Of course not. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No offense, Paul George. Um, Yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, no, do, dude, Donald Mitchell, I will say this. He's going to be top five in MVP votes. The top five is going to be – actually, I don't know if I can say that. You're not even top five for a two-high like talent goes. Don't say that because I would be if I was in two-high easily. Okay, top five MVP votes is going to be Luka, Embiid, Giannis, Jokic. That's five already. Wait, Luka, Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, that's four. Um, Tatum has to be top five. Yeah, I guess you're right. What are we saying? I guess you're right. This is this is a tough year for Doudna Mitchell to do well. Ah, man yeah see right there he's like he's he's out he's out of the conversation he's out of the conversation conversation right there no no one no one else is adding that well i mean technically he was in the conversation because we just conversed about it so yeah but it was more of a joke of oh he's in the conversation yeah sure i wasn't joking until i'd made my list all right what is the top five two hype talent we're not debating that can we no we're not next, next next podcast next podcast all right Tune in next week when we talk about two hypes, top five talent. All right. My loser of the week. I have Joe Daly at one. (laughs) My loser of the week. The New York Knicks. We are New York Kings. Kings. Uh, What happened? How you win loser of the week? Why did the New York Kings win loser of the week? Um. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. My loser of the week are the Knicks, the Knicks fans, Julius Randle, Tom Thibodeau, Spike Lee, and everyone that associates themselves with the Knicks. Wow, the Knicks have lost four of their last five games. Their last loss being one of the most embarrassing losses I've ever seen in my entire life. They had the shit kicked out of them. It was an absolute clowning by the Oklahoma City Thunder. A loss in which Josh Kitty had a triple-double, and Shagulich's Alexander had, get this, 22 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds, shot 7 of 10 from the field. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's pretty good. It was in one quarter that he did that. Yeah. That I was know. one quarter. One quarter where he had 22 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds, and shot 7 for 10 from the field. In one quarter. Yeah, I don't think the Knicks have enough talent to do anything in the playoffs, but the Knicks Tom have Thibodeau's a lot of talent. The Tom Knicks Thibodeau have a lot of talent. To do anything. You didn't hear what I said. To do anything down in the, the road, playoffs? in the playoffs. Well, no one ever said that. But, uh, you, okay. but that, you didn't even let me finish my statement. That was an L statement. Obviously, that statement on its own makes no sense. But L statement. I think a new coach brings them oh, over 100%. the top. 100%. I don't think Thibodeau oh, well, is, the, is the coach for this team. Over the top meaning maybe an eighth seed. And he is not coming through at all. And when you're on a team also like Also, a lot of money invested in Roland Jr. Barrett. Yeah, that's right. That, that crazy extension that was almost that was Tyler Hero money. Um that was Flacco money, dude. Yeah, they um, gave him Flacco money, and he's not, you know, yeah. not living up to it. Um not to mention who every 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 Knicks fan's favorite player, Quentin Grimes, barely get any minutes because Tibbs refuses to not play Evan Fournier. His favorite player since Todd Gibson. Yeah, I mean, Overall, Knicks fans, you guys suck. They don't want to give him up for Mitchell. That would that'd be dumb. That would be crazy. How, how, how could you possibly give up Forney for Mitchell? D-U-M-E, dumb. Yeah. Another reason why Knicks fans are losing the week, how Mitchell's MVP conversation-worthy year. Yeah. And they could have got him, and they just decided to fall asleep and get content with like, oh, well, it's going to happen at some point. No, the Cavs swooped in and took your man's. Wow, you just said that. L week for the Kings. And then you just said the New said York L-week. Kings. That was L week for the New York Kings. That was an L 20 uh, seconds for you. Could there L podcast for you. Wow, okay. L podcast for you, Chase. I don't think there's two larger human beings that have graced a basketball court. Who was you know. your loser of the week? What? Who was your loser of the week? What? Have you said it yet? The Cavs, yeah. We right. Talking. You don't listen to what I say clearly. Yeah, you? I do so. We just talked so much about of Mitchell, I forgot that the, two, he was involved in loser of the week. Are there two bigger human Dude. beings in the league than Valentinus and Steven Adams? Yes, there are. L loser of the week for you, bro. L loser of the week for A-O, you. Ayo, fuck you, yo. All right, on to tweet of the week, and then we'll finish it out with trivia. I got a pretty good trivia, I think. Okay. Timely well, trivia. Let's do tweet of the week first. You can go second. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I don't care. Mine's better, so we probably finish best for last. My tweet of the week. Zion Williamson asked about his, um, asked about his defense. I'm watching too much Drewski in an interview, he just hit him with a "You tell me, man." Very Drewski-esque, very funny video. It was probably the most cringe thing that Zion's ever done. He watches. He he thought he was he was trying to be Drewski in that moment, and I didn't like it. I don't think he was. I think that sounded very. No, he was one million percent trying to be Drewski there. No, because if he did. If he was, no. I think he would have come out and say, "Yeah, I was, I was trying to." But no, dude, he would definitely would not. He would have engaged with Drewski on Twitter. It was the exact, point. it was the exact timbre that Drewski had when he said, "What do you mean by that?" Drewski never uses tambourines, but okay. Timbre, you just don't know big words. No, I understand what timbre means. All right, my tweet of the week um, comes from at Legion Hoops. All right, Stephen Adams on Jeremy Sohan. Oh, that was hilarious. In the last play of the game, he was messing me around. He pinched me nipple. I was like, get out of here, daddy bastard. I'm trying to break my concentration. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he gets in so many of these little <laughs> spats. It's like who did he pick up and just move last year? Oh my gosh, I forget. Who was that? That was so funny. When I mean, he was like he was like, uh oh my, who this was this year, but he was like somebody uh, was like somebody, was trying, was, to, somebody was trying to somebody trying to, to, try to, to get to John Morant. He was, he was, he was like, messing with my point guard. No, it happened to Mike. You, you don't mess around with my point guard. i to have to take you with me, Mike. <laughs> that was what he said. Oh, we going to have to take you with me, Mike. Li- like, it wasn't a small person either. Get out of here, daddy bastard. I'm trying to break my concentration. <laughs> Dude, that was... Um, everyone tweet at me rating my Australian accent, my Steven Adams impression. I bet you get zero tweets. Fuck you. Everyone go follow me on Twitter. I'd make some great tweets. All right. Chase, we're on to trivia. All right. Um... <laughs> All right. 26 years ago, a famous basketball movie was released. Do you know which one it was? Blue Chips? Nope. Space Jam? Space Jam. Is that it? Is that, was that the question? <laughs> that, no, it was. L-trivia <laughs> <laughs> el, el question. And that's <laughs> trivia, everybody. Thank you for listening. Can you name every player that appeared in the movie Space Jam? Sean Bradley, Muggsy Bogues, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Michael Jordan, Bill Murray. I mean, he was in it, yeah. Newman. He was also in it. Larry Bird. Two non-NBA players, Larry Bird. Um, Magic was not in it. Nope. Oh, my gosh. Who else? Who else was he golfing with besides Larry? Am I missing someone in that? I don't think so. I said Charles Barkley, right? Yeah. Okay. Who am I missing? Give me some hints. Uh, Okay. Let's wait. Let me. The starting five was Muggsy, Chuck, Sean Bradley, Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Yep. And I don't know who the other guy was. Um, Shucks. All right. Give me a hint. You're missing. I I don't even remember. You said him so fast. Sean Bradley, Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson. Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing was the other guy in the starting lineup. Patrick Ewing was in the lineup. Larry Bird. Okay, you're missing two. Are you sure I didn't say him? Give yeah, me Smith. Give me Smith. Two larger fellas. Some big men. Some big men. Like some centers. Are they about uh, centers? Power forward. Two guys I don't really remember being in the movie. All right, well, give me some hints about them. Smaller roles. Um, You're awful at hints. L hints. This one guy played for two teams, both in the Western Conference, both in the specific division. That doesn't help me at all. How does that not help? He played for two specific Power Pacific forward, forward two specific division I don't know teams. how good he was. Was he ever an all-star? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This, this isn't. This other guy also played in a specific division. This doesn't help one bit. Because you don't know the specific division. <laughs> James Worthy? No. Kurt Rambis? Played during the 90s. Dog, give me better hints than this. this Both is of re- these guys. These are ridiculous hints. Okay, the one guy later went on to work in the front office of one of these specific division teams he played for. Vladdy Divac, of course. Uh-huh. Um... And the other guy is the one that only played in the Pacific Division, big man. Any no, he played in a couple of different divisions. V- Vlade played for the Hornets, so you automatically gave a wrong hint. Lakers and Kings. Okay, he also played on the Hornets. You said he all only right, played in right, the Pacific this Division. This last person, I'm going to read out their teams that they played for. Starting with the Suns, drafted in 1990. I already said Barkley. Then kidding. went to the, the Lakers, then Suns, back to the Suns, Lakers. then to the Mavericks. Then to the Pistons. Suns, Lakers, Mavericks, Pistons? Then the Heat. Played on the Globetrotters in 2002. Hold on, wait. Give the Suns... Suns, Lakers, Suns, Mavericks, Pistons, Heat, Globetrotters in 'O two. Was this guy like an enforcer? You could say that. Can you give me any of hints? Um... Slam dunk contest winner in '92. Oh my gosh! I really should know this, shouldn't I? I was gonna say Larry Nance. No, no, that's. Give me one more hint, if you can. The he has the same initial for his first and last name. Um. Jermaine O'Neal. No, see that's his first name. So give me, give me the the first letter. C. Chris Conway. I don't know. No, I don't know. Give me, give me the first name. First name, two syllables. Last name, three syllables. That doesn't help at all, dude. Give me, give me a hint. Give me the give me, give me first name. Ced. C- Cedric. Hmm. Ceballos. Uh huh. Was in space jam. He was in space jam. Cedric Ceballos was in space jam. He was in space jam. Cedric Ceballos was not an enforcer. What the not, hell did he do on the globe trotters? Not going to lie, I don't know Cedric Sabala's game whatsoever. So how are you going to say? Sounded like an enforcer. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was in space jam. I didn't know he was in it. Okay. All but right, he was. Well, Well, that's going to do it for today's edition of Par for the Course. Good trivia, Chase. Good job. It was an okay trivia. Definitely wasn't any definitely wasn't as good as mine. No, which Jake. you shut down for, rude Alright, well, uh, again, we apologize for last week's comeuppance It will not happen again No, it won't Yeah, alright, well We will see you on the Peace out It's part for the court podcast